You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, friends and family. And I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> that's pretty much what we got here right now. Seriously, we thank y'all all so much for coming out to our uh, first ever and only so far live show. Yes, uh, Poss- the- quite possibly the last. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> but regardless, you have reached the bad boys of Southern Evangelical car- uh, Comedy. Carnage. The-, <laughs> the unwanted, the unappreciated, and the unofficial voices of Southern Baptists across the nation. We thank you for joining us. John, I'm so glad you showed up this morning. Me too. Me too. It's, it's kind of it's a lovely, warm day out here. <laughs> I was glad we picked December to do this. During. Yeah, you nice. know, I'm used to sitting across from you, so that's kind of throwing me off too. Yeah, no, it is a little different. Yeah. I don't get to stare into your dreamy eyes <laughs> while we talk. Well, have you had a good week? Yeah, I've had a great week. I've had a really good week preparing for this show, uh, figuring out all the things I hate about Christmas, and writing those down has been quite a task. Okay. But, yeah, so, yeah, how about your week? It's been all right. Super glad that uh, I was able to figure out this uh, sound because I was super worried about that. I'm, I, even though I'm a podcast guy, I typically don't have to worry with setting up any kind of external speakers or right. running more than two mics. So. Well, I mean, you've done it. You've done it. All, all, all credit, thanks to Squirrel. All, yeah, all credit goes to Squirrel and you because I really have done nothing but stand here and crack jokes and then sit down and talk, So, which well, is about normal. You yeah. Know? Pretty much. I got to stay on my lane. I can do, know your role and, and do it. Yeah. So, Well, you got any good stories this week? Yeah, I got several. All right. I got several. Got some wild Christmas stories that I've found on the internet that I can bring to everybody. Okay. What about you? We got a possible Bigfoot sighting, but I wanted to start off with this. Do you remember last week us talking about the $120,000 banana art? Yes, I do. I do. And then the performance artist ate the banana. That's right. Yeah. Well, correct. This is the story that keeps on giving because now the banana that was duct taped to the wall has been vandalized with a someone scrawling on the wall. Epstein didn't kill himself. Okay, <laughs> so vandalized. <laughs> yes, that wasn't another piece of the art. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, the eating the banana was performance art, but scrawling Epstein didn't kill himself is vandalism. Of course, <laughs> to me that's more that's more artistic than just eating a banana. <laughs> Well, I've been this, eating bananas my whole life. No one's ever called it art. Right. Uh, well, you've never paid $120,000 for a banana, have you? That's true. That's so, true. There you go. No. But anyway, it just says that uh, this comes from the Washington Examiner, and it says it just simply says Epstein didn't kill himself. The $120,000 banana taped to a wall was vandalized a second time. So I guess they are. <laughs> this, this story says the other one was vandalism. Yeah. But uh, it says that photos and video posted Sunday from the Miami Art Gallery where the artwork was being displayed showed that someone had taken the banana and spray-painted Epstein didn't kill himself in its place. (laughs) Police arrested 46-year-old Roderick Weber for the graffiti vandalism. He's being charged with criminal mischief. This is the gallery where anyone can do art, right? Weber told security before his arrest, (laughs) according to the Miami Herald. I like his logic. (laughs) He's got a point. Yeah. Performance artist David Datura, I think that's how you say it. Sure, that's he's the guy that ate the banana last week. But uh, it says that see he the other guy he was not arrested, and they say because he didn't destroy the artwork, which he ate it. Yeah, he ate it, right? But they're they got some kind of permission slip from the artist to replace the banana. That's wild. And uh, I guess maybe because he actually spray painted the wall. That makes that's why they're claiming that. Well, like I said, if it, you know, graffiti in its own right is an art. You know, Banksy's like probably the world's most famous gra- graffiti artist, and people pay tons of money for anything they can get their hands on. Yes, yeah. or you know, people line up as uh and get their picture made with it and all that. Yeah. So 
Maybe this dude's the next Banksy. <laughs> Maybe. I, I don't know. <laughs> Unwanted art. Yeah. Well, kind of like this podcast. That's a very good point. That's, uh, <laughs> it hurts a little bit, but that, that's... <laughs> well, I got a story. All right. This is from Charleston County uh, Sheriff's Department, and their uh, deputies found a man covered in blood when they arrived in the North Charleston home of Helen Williams, according to the AP. Williams claimed that the man fell and cut himself. Likely story. <laughs> like, likely story. I want to know where Brandon was on that night. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but police said the stabbing occurred because she was irate and he didn't bring home beer. Oh, okay. Valid point. Justified. <laughs> justified. Right. right. If that's not going to get you stabbed by a ceramic squirrel, right. I don't know what is. Look, who among us haven't stabbed someone with a ceramic squirrel when we <laughs> ran low on beer? Right. You know, sometimes I get angry and uh, there's just never a ceramic squirrel laying around when you need that's one. Tr- you know? I always keep one handy. You know, you got to have one in the chamber ready to go, man. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that. <sighs> Well, John, we've talked about Bigfoot before. Uh, yeah, you know I'm a huge Bigfoot huge advocate. Bigfoot believer. Yeah. Well, according, this was two days ago. This comes from Fox News, so fair and balanced. Okay. Uh, there was a yes, sighting. Fair and balanced, by the way. I don't know if you watch any of the impeachment stuff. Very fair and balanced. <laughs> well, there was a sighting in Oregon. Okay. All right. It says that explorers and scientists are on the trail of legendary creature Bigfoot in the forest of Oregon. They say that. May They may have captured video footage of the beast in an area where thousands of Bigfoot sightings have been reported. The ape-like Bigfoot creature is thought to be real by many Americans. Of course he is. I, Including John Long. Yeah, right. I don't know. They say many like there's not many. There's millions of us. <laughs> okay. Uh, it says that more than 10,000 people have described eyewitness encounters with Bigfoot exactly. in the U.S. over the past 50 years. Exactly. It's not a hoax. Everybody can get together. So and confirmed, come up with right? Right. 100% confirmed. Around a third of all Bigfoot sightings are reported in the state of Oregon, which makes it a prime target for Bigfoot hunters. Mm-hmm. The team, a team of experts has been searching for Bigfoot in the forest of central Oregon as part of a documentary for the Travel Channel. Okay. Okay. Now they've lost all credibility with me if they're, if they're, if they're doing it for showing this for a TV show. Come well, on. Uh, yeah. Well, that does damage it a little bit. Yeah. You know. Well, it's hard to get funding to research for Bigfoot. So if a travel channel wants to throw you a few million dollars yeah. to get an infrared camera, I don't have a problem with that. And if you don't find Bigfoot, then the producers are going to be less likely to fund a second season of your show. <laughs> Very true. Making it more difficult for you to go out there and find Bigfoot. You make some compelling points. <laughs> make a very compelling point. But if you keep the suspense going, yeah. by never finding it, that's, I mean, that's the way, if you're well, almost if you there. you find it, it's like a news story for a week. Yeah. And then nobody cares anymore, right? It's exactly. just, we, we put it in the, uh, but if you're always, it's got a Wikipedia page and everything. Yeah, if you're always in pursuit of Bigfoot. Right. Then, and like almost there. Yeah. Then yeah, yeah. You, I guess you could keep it on TV for quite a long time. Uh, it says that one of the team members is Myra Manor, a primatologist at Florida International University. Okay. Sounds legit. She said that an uncover- an undiscovered primate hiding out in dense Oregon forest is totally within the realm of possibility. Sure. Use the word totally there. Of course. Totally within the realm of possibility. That's a very big realm, by the way. It, she says that now, it says Mayer previously discovered a new species of mouse lemur in 2001. Exactly. So this isn't the first. Pretty much the same thing as Bigfoot. <laughs> Everybody knows mouse lemurs and Bigfoot are very much the same. Uh, she also says here, when I went in search of western lowland gorillas because of the dense ve- vegetation that they live in, the fact that they're not habituated in a fact... Wait, they're not... His- What's the word? I don't know what you're saying. I quit paying attention. I'm sorry. <laughs> that uh, they, they avoid hunters. Okay. So, and they avoid humans, so it's saying that it's just hard to find them. And I got you. be the same way. I got you. Cool. says that they never knew until later that they were within... They were within no more than three feet of a 450-pound silverback gorilla. Oh, okay. And they were there for like an hour or two before they finally found out that they were there. So. Yeah. But anyway, uh, they've got some footage here. Now, the footage is from a FLIR camera, so it's, right. it's not it's Bigfoot. Not like they just, it's like a big red spot that right. could be Bigfoot. It's probably either Bigfoot or maybe a cow that got loose. Or maybe like one of the Travel Channel guys out there running around. Sorry. You got a little hot? You can do a little workout? <laughs> yes. Yeah, true. So, all right. Uh, the search continues. 
Cool. And I will say that for you, John, I do hope they find Bigfoot because I think it would be cool, but at this point, I, I think it's a little unlikely. Yeah, I but would we'll say see. so. Or not. I would say so. Um, let's see. I had some trivia for you. What do you think the most popular Christmas movie is in Alabama? Uh, the most popular Christmas movie. Yeah, this has nothing to do with the story that I'm about to do. I would like to think it's Elf. No, a Christmas story. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, let's see. Nebraska picked Die Hard. This is his favorite <laughs> Christmas movie, which is a really I'm over, for a, yeah. I, I support that. I mean, I kind of do, but it's kind of overused joke. By the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when it first came out, and everybody's like, "Die Hard's a Christmas movie." I was like, "Oh, that's clever." And now I'm like, "All right, guys, we." We've all heard it before. <laughs> well, I also feel like we all just understand that it isn't totally a Christmas movie now, right? But it's not. I mean, it takes place during Christmas time, but yeah. it's not a Christmas themed movie. But it's got a Christmas miracle. Not really. No. Yeah, huh? The uh-uh. safe opens up. But that's not a miracle. It's, it's a Christmas miracle, that's dude. Not a miracle. It's a miracle. That's not. Nope. One hundred percent wrong. Anyways, <laughs> so the headline of my next short story is: This Christmas, I gave you my heart attack. <laughs> okay. and, it was, and it was fake. Gotcha. According to police, a Florida man, we love Florida man. Yes. I love him. Really, the only reason our show keeps going every week. We it's because a, there are individuals in Florida. Right. We should send a thank you note to the state of Florida. We should. You know, think about it. Um, we're doing the We're podcast. actually recording the podcast right now. Right this second? Right yeah. now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing Brilliant. a great job. You want to be on it? Okay. <laughs> As you were saying, a Florida man faked a heart attack in the aisles of a Jacksonville area Walmart, creating a distraction as an accomplice bolted with a shopping cart full of children's toys. It's inventive. Very inventive. Huh. Um, Let's see. According to, among the pilfered items were a motorized toy car and a Barbie glam vacation house. Uh, The dastardly pair who was 27-year-old Gerald Dupree and 30-year-old Taurus Scott somehow neglected to account for security cameras at the big box retailer, which captured every moment of the half-witted heist. Well, I mean, we all know that we're being videotaped at all times, constantly, every single day, right? So you should always, anytime you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, you just just, need to understand that you are being videotaped. They sent a flyer out. You know I mean? Basically, like, uh, let's just see if we can get it done. (laughs) Right. uh, Maybe nobody will notice. They'll think think to go back. I don't know. It says both were cuffed and uh, charged with grand theft with real handcuffs, not the purple plastic kind. Boom, ching. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, yeah, you know you're on tape. But then again, like if if little if little Libby wants a Barbie glam house and you ain't got the money, you got to come up with something. You know, Santa can't show up empty-handed, right? So, well, I thought the elves made it. Yeah, do yeah. the elves not make it? I don't. Well, ah, man, I've really worked myself into a corner here. <laughs> um, yes, the elves make it but sometimes you have to buy the supplies for the elves i got you okay okay that makes sense right they don't have all the raw goods up there they can't produce plastic well in the north petroleum in the north pole to produce plastic (laughs) yes it's very famously uh low resources not a lot of resources in the north pole no no antarctica is where you want to go that's where the hollow earth people are living (laughs) everything else everybody knows that Everybody knows it. All right. Well, uh, John Horton's here as well. He's just shown up. What's up? The third host of Earth Oddity. John. I, that, there are two episodes in our back catalog That's where right. you uh, abandoned the show. Right. And I'm John Horton had to step in and That's save right. the day. A lot of drama. I quit the show. <laughs> you know. And John Horton came in and really participated at a much higher level than I do mm-hmm. and did a much better job than I do. But I would not relinquish my seat permanently. Right. Yeah. Well, John, go check those out. Those are the ones we interviewed Chipper Jones on <laughs> and uh, Michael Jordan. Yeah. Do you like rock music? I love rock and roll, as Joan Jett would say. <laughs> are you familiar that rock music uh, leads to unwanted pregnancies? My uh, youth pastor told me that when I was in high school. Yes. <laughs> well, he was right, according to uh, Freddie Mercury. No, no, no. Not oh, Freddie Mercury? <laughs> not Freddie Mercury. Well, 
Uh, Brazil. That's a, whole, that's a whole another ball of wax to unpack right there. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Brazil. They have a culture official who who posted on Facebook, and he was he's just warning everybody about uh, the dangers of rock music. We all know how dangerous yeah. it is. And he's just he's throwing his head into the ring, and I sure. feel like it's got it holds a little more weight coming from a Brazilian official. Sure, of course. But it says that uh, Brazil has always been famous for its music, the birthplace of beloved genres like samba. Uh, and some other ones I can't pronounce. What was that? Marcuto? Makuto. Makuto? Yeah, sounds right. Anyway, it has all, it also has a welcoming, long-time home for global music fans, but now one of Brazilian President Jair Bacero's top officials for culture has declaring war on rock and roll. Right. Rock music leads to drugs, of course. which leads to unwanted pregnancies, of course. which can also lead to abortions. Uh, uh, Oh, claims okay. Dante Mantovani, newly appointed head of the National Arts Foundation, in a recent post on his personal YouTube page. Okay. Uh, at the same time, this is an industry that feeds into something much more serious, which is Satanism. He adds, "That's so the Satanic panic has finally hit it. It's finally hit made Brazil. it. Finally made it to Brazil. <laughs> it took a while to work its way through Central America. <laughs> okay. Uh, in his 11-minute video posted on October 30th, uh, Mantovani criticizes rock icons Elvis Presley and John Lennon. Lennon. Okay. Lennon openly said more than once that he made a pact with the devil in order to become famous and successful. I, I don't remember that, but okay. I mean, I feel like a lot of uh, music stars have said that, haven't yeah. they? Yeah. In that kind of a thing. Good way. I'll tell you what, I'd love to get some air breaks on the on a podcast. It's really great. It's really good. It's going to be great audio. It says that uh, it is unclear whether his views could affect any projects that might finance initiatives for rock music events, but as a government entity responsible for determining public policy and federal funding for music and arts initiatives, the foundation's support can be critical. In the past, cultural projects could request up to 60 million Brazilian reals, okay. which I guess that's their currency. Yes, it's it roughly is. 14 million in U.S. A dollars. Real. A real? I don't really it's know. Spelled real. Anyway. Yeah, it is spelled real. Anyway, it is spelled real. Uh, in federal funds through him, uh, though that figure has since been reduced under the current president. Okay. But what I'm really trying to get to get what I'm really trying to get to is down here is he says he himself tends toward classical styles. He was born in 1984. He identifies himself as a maestro with a master's degree in linguistics. Linguistics, according to his personal website. He studied the violin, trumpet, piano, and lead choirs and orchestras in different cities throughout Brazil. Impressive. In the same video, uh, Mantovani also blames rock music for destroying the fabric of American moral society in the 1960s. Everybody knows that. And he indulges certain theories that the CIA distributed LSD in the 1969 Woodstock Festival, which is sure. true, right? We know that. Well, I don't know if they distributed it at Woodstock, but there's definitely that was part documentation of, of them experimenting on the general public, like at the St. Louis World's Fair and stuff. It was, what was it? Uh, what's the name of it? What's the name? MK of Ultra. Is that all part of that? Part of MK Ultra. Okay, yes. I didn't realize that. Oh, they were just like a party. What happens with rock is that the rhythm is always very repetitive. When a musical genre is more based on rhythm, it speaks more to the body than the soul. Uh, that's why you see rock shows, people jumping, sometimes hitting each other. In punk rock, there's the tradition of people beating each other and then leaving as old friends. <laughs> Which, that's not just punk music, you know. Uh, I don't know. Maybe so. I thought that was just Boy Scouts. Yeah, true. <laughs> In the video, he does make exceptions for two bands in the genre. And now this is what I was trying to get to. Uh, there's a Brazilian band, Angra, which he likes, but also Metallica. Okay. And that he argues Both that those are cool. they alone are worth listening to when you're driving in traffic or feeling a bit tired. He must be talking about old Metallica, right? <laughs> well, as long as I can still listen to Metallica, I feel like nothing else matters. <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, you would have to do, like, pre- what was it? Black album Metallica. Because yeah. Nobody was nobody was listening to Metallica before that album was really having any sex, anyways, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I, I honestly, uh, this show. I thought Black was their first album. Was it not? Was there Metallica before that? <laughs> no, no, don't let us start an argument here, okay? <laughs> but everybody knows like original Metallica. Well, I wouldn't say original Metallica. Well, yeah, I guess so because you know their bass player died. It was way better than like any current 
uh, roster they've had since then. Name one song. Of Metallica? Before Ride the Lightning. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, anything else? <laughs> no, that's it. I need to prove anymore? No. I'll go get a cassette tape out of my car right now if I have to. Well, I would ask you to go get that cassette tape, but then we'd have to find a cassette tape player. <laughs> I got one in my car. <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. What else you got? Oh, oh yeah. I forgot we were doing a show here for a minute. I was just getting mad. <laughs> you thought we were just hanging out. This is how we're talking about rock and roll. <laughs> uh, okay. Santa Claus is coming to Buffalo Wild Wings with weed. What? Okay. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of Christmas party. Especially the Sunday school parties. You know, it'll be this fun. Is this Colorado? Yeah. Uh, actually, it doesn't even say here. Where it is? Oh, it's got to be. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Not really. It's definitely not. Okay, I'm gonna read it. So, a man claiming to be Santa Claus was arrested in January. A little late. This story must be from last year. <laughs> uh, when police discovered him giving away stocking stuffers at a local Buffalo Wild Wings restaurant, police booked the apparently well-intentioned but clueless Randy Lange, who was. You want to guess how old he was? Uh, this guy, he's got to be a younger guy. I would say 28. 57. 57. Okay. On charges of furnishing marijuana. It's way too old Which, to be doing something like that. Being here at SD Allen sounds a lot more fun than furnishing people who don't have, you know, furniture in their place. But <laughs> that's either here nor there. Uh, after the man allegedly entered the sports bar carrying a duffel bag packed with two pounds of Christmas cheer, <laughs> which he began doling out among patrons. Lange uh, entered the restaurant and began approaching customers, declaring that he was Santa Claus, not some simp- not simply some dime-a-dozen imposter, and handing them chunks of ganja wrapped in napkins. Oh, gosh. Uh, let's see... Uh, he even stuffed a large amount in the uh, tip jar before cops caught up with him. Uh, police are still seeking the elves responsible for cultivating the drug. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, I guess, I don't know, you're 56. Maybe, yeah. maybe you just didn't have a lot to do. Yeah, he just trying to spread a little Christmas cheer. I guess right? so. <laughs> of course, it was post-Christmas when this happened, but. Right. Yeah. You know, there are worse things he could be handing out. Right. Yeah, like. Chick tracks. <laughs> well, I'm actually out of news stories. You got anything else here? I, I mean, I am. There's some more here. They're all really short like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Let me look and see if any of them are really good. Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. A man named Sean Chanel earned the dubious nickname the Santa Claus Burglar after he tried breaking into a house through the chimney. I feel like we get these stories pretty regularly. Yeah, we get them every year. So he got stuck, and ultimately Seattle firefighters had to come rescue him, according to the Seattle Times. Uh, After chopping away at the chimney bricks for 45 minutes, medics feared the mysteriously naked (laughs) 23-year-old, who then strangely claimed he was just trying to retrieve his backpack. (laughs) It just blew down there, I guess. Uh, And he was sentenced to 17 months behind bars. Okay, that's all. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Well... I guess nobody got hurt. Yeah, right. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. Somebody's chimney got tore up, though. <laughs> Why are you naked? You know? I don't know. Do you think that would make him go? He felt like it would make him go down. He didn't want his clothing like, hanging on anything or whatever. You know? Maybe, yeah. You maybe get a belt just, loop stuck or something, yeah. and then you're in there. He just needs to be, you know, greased up and yeah. able to move into small places. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. What's next on our agenda? Well, next on our agenda is I was thinking we we normally do our ad read yeah. at this time, but since Squirrel is actually here, That's I was true. thinking why don't we just bring him up to That's talk right. about how Cajun Curl started? Beautiful. All right, okay. let's do it. Let's do it. What's going on, guys? Hold on, let me. Hold on. Just talk, anyways. It's fine. It doesn't matter. We all know what we're doing. <laughs> we there? Yeah, I think okay. so. <laughs> well, so we, we want to welcome all Brandon White, Mr. Squirrel, to some of you out there, uh, proprietor 
of Cajun Curl by You Blend Spice. You've heard us talk about it. You've heard us talk about it every week for nearly two years now. Yeah, right. Since but like we've never episode had, two. I we've think. never had him on the show though. This is the first. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We should have did this a long time ago. We should have think about. Yeah. It. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You no, that's on us, man. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm definitely excited to be here. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Yeah. So how did Cajun Curl start? It started with my uh, granddad and some of his friends that get together and uh, decided they wanted to make a potato chip cutter, come up with the perfect mm-hmm. you know, spiral potato chip. Yeah. And uh, so they made the potato chip cutter and um, started just giving away. And then they said, hey, we might be able to make money at this. So, okay. Uh, they did that for a while and decided they needed a seasoning to go with it. Mm-hmm. So they came up with the Cajun Curl by you blend seasoning and uh turns out it's not just good on chips it's good on everything gotcha right. it is it's that's 100 percent true <laughs> no joke everything i put it all had your grandpa had he uh was he a chef or had he experimented with uh coming up with spices in the past he, he was more the mastermind behind the uh cutter okay his uh buddies were more the the blend masters for the uh seasoning okay gotcha. okay okay Awesome. Was this something that had been around and he just ha- had the idea to perfect it and, and sell it? The, he it started off with a little handheld little thing, that, but it didn't make consistent size chips. Mm-hmm. They were sometimes thicker, sometimes thinner. So right. he wanted it to be the same thickness every time, uh, no questions asked. Okay. Pursuit of perfection. That's it. That's right. And that's what it makes is a perfect chip. It does. It really is good. Yeah. So I mean, I see. You, I keep looking over that way, and I see him over there. Dude, I didn't even. I didn't even know he'd started. You think maybe we, would, maybe we would get some over here, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I've been talking about it for like two years, but okay, it's cool. So I see. You, I, see you, I see a friend. Sorry. <laughs> oh, thank you. We got some right here. Oh yeah, great. this is going to be great podcasting yes, right here. This is, I, I want you to hear. Yeah, <laughs> that's not Chris. That's beautiful. You can so, also make the squash chips and okay. angel hair onions. Uh, so it don't work on just potatoes, but no, you can run anything through it. Yeah, pickles. Yeah, pickle chips, venison. Uh, it's a little hard to keep it, <laughs> you know, straight when they're doing chip. that. But are you, yeah, you could try. Could, yeah. Sure, sure. Let's just say we can't. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody listens to this anyway, so John, I know we're gonna get sued. The constant marketer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. Right. Never say it won't do anything. <laughs> then when they come back and say, hey, I tried to run a piece of venison through it, you're like, ah, you must not have been using it like you were supposed to. Yeah, you it know? wasn't properly used. As an operator error. Right, right, correct. Yeah, that's how it goes. That's my dad. I see. I see. <laughs> I know your dad. <laughs> so, uh, I guess uh, came up with the Cajun Curl potato chips. When did, when did he first start selling them? 2003 is whenever they officially started. They'd been okay. tinkering with it before, but it became an official thing in 2003. Gotcha. And it's uh, since just grown. It's now got a website. We got a website. And What's that website? CajunCurl.com. Okay. I say that every week. But That's right. I wanted you to say it. Um, And you guys ship nationwide, right? Well, we ship worldwide. We <laughs> worldwide. Oh, worldwide. Okay. That's another little marketing Egypt. thing. We, uh, okay. We, we Egypt. Had, we got a guy who loves it in Egypt. Oh, man. Uh, New That's Zealand. pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, New Zealand. All right, yeah. yeah. We're huge in New Zealand, yeah. if you hadn't heard. I have heard. They love us down there. <laughs> they do. Yeah, so. Canada. We shipped off. Yeah, that's all awesome. Place, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I did, I, that was a little marketing tip for you. You start out with Nationwide. Everybody knows you ship with Nationwide. Right. You come back on top, flying with Worldwide. Then you like blow some people's minds. There we go. <laughs> Worldwide sponsor here for all of our listeners in foreign lands. Yeah. Talking to you, Sadie. <laughs> and uh, I guess if if uh, you can obviously, like we said, you can order it online and you can get it locally. There's several local grocers that carry it. Most all the independent stores around. Okay. All okay. the Piggly Wigglies and Vowels and okay. uh, Mark Smart. Mm-hmm. The um, South's Finest Meats. South's Finest Meats. Um, we're actually in... West Alabama and like some of the outskirts. Okay. Too. Yeah. We're right. getting into Birmingham market hopefully soon. So cool. All right. Good. Yeah, so sons and Jasper. Not not yet. That's just all, that's yeah. where we all stop before we go to camp over here. I just I thought about that. <laughs> well, I'll tell them next time I'm in there. Tell them hey, when you get something. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, again, thanks so much for uh, for sponsoring our podcast, Earth Oddity. Pleasure. That's right. Uh, if you do order it online, we have a discount code. That's right. It's E O P ten. That's EOP in the number 10. And it gets 10% off your order. That's right. Oh, yeah. I should probably throw that in there. <laughs> because <laughs> we asked. First day of sales here. 
Because <laughs> we ask that you use the spice, we don't ask to pay full price. That's right. Anything else you want to share? That's it. Uh, thanks for being out here this uh, week. Thanks okay. for bringing us Cajun Curl chips and uh, and supporting our podcast. That's right. Appreciate I know it. Why. I enjoy it every week. That's right. All right. Fellow Eagle Scout, by the way. Uh, yeah, that's that's, that's right. huge news. It is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Especially among other Eagle Scouts. Yeah. Right. Probably doesn't matter to you. <laughs> it's because you didn't make it through the program. That's true. <laughs> Whatever. Um. Well, John, I'm I'm trying to think how we're going to start this next segment. Oh, I was to say, is this where we're just going to have the open mic for everybody to come up? Anybody who wants to come and talk on the podcast, just give them a I'll give them a two minute window. More people are here than I thought, so that's true. Cut it down to two minutes. Uh, you what do you think of Christmas time? Christmas time is great, right? You love everything about it. There's nothing that could possibly bother you. I do not. I'm not a fan of Christmas. You know, at all? No. You like no. Christmas a little bit? No, I don't. It's uh, it's that's that's one of my problems with Christmas is that you can't dislike it without people getting angry about it. You know, that's it. Like, oh, there's my mama. There's your mom. Oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. So here, just in time, I kind of thought she had forgot about it. Uh, Yeah. For those who have listened to the show, we had a bit for a while. We We called it Ninety Nine Problems. And then we quit doing it. Yeah. But this week, it's back. I got 99 problems. Heard you had problems. Oh, here's somebody who had a problem. More money, more problems. Just like Michael Myers, (laughs) getting up and fleeing the scene after he's taken five rounds from a revolver and falling off the balcony... John's back. Okay. So, I didn't know where you were going with that. Yeah, I was trying to. I thought you were saying Michael Myers like Saturday Night Live Michael Myers. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. Okay. I went to a whole different place there. All right. So here's some things I do not like about Christmas. Okay. They're in no particular order. There's no really rhyme or reason. I probably should have went back and like logically did that. Yeah. That was more work than I was willing to do. All right. Number one, wrapping presents. Worse. It makes no sense <laughs> that you have to wrap something to give to somebody. They're just going to unwrap. I don't I don't understand that. Uh, it's cold. I don't like the cold weather. Thanks again for scheduling this outside during December, too. <laughs> uh, everybody asking what you want for Christmas. That's horrible. It's a lot of pressure. Uh, putting up decorations. Uh, Christmas inflatables in the yard. I touched on that a few episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, Christmas parades. Don't like Christmas parades. I'm not a parade guy in general. Uh, what? I love parades. You don't like any kind of parade? No, not really. Even if it's, what if it's like a victory, like, you know, the Allies just won World War II. We can't have a parade then either. Well, no, I don't, I'm not saying nobody can have a parade. <laughs> you just don't, you don't want to go. force me to like it. No, either, I can't right? force you to like it. I don't it. want to stand I'm on the sidewalk and watch a bunch of stuff drive by. That's <laughs> the most boring thing in the world. It's bad for the environment. Yeah, true. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> uh, going to the mall and getting your kids' pictures made with Santa Claus is one. I know my wife's here, and we got to do that. Uh they were honking at me, I'm sure. Uh, this is one of the worst things in the world. Absolute torture. Yeah. Um, candy canes. I don't like candy canes. I don't like the way they taste. I'm not a big peppermint guy. Uh, the over-the-top Christmas people, you know, like the the people that should have been in the movie Elf. Yeah. Those people are a plague to society. Um, I don't like how ugly Christmas sweaters have turned into like a thing that everybody does. And now they're like purposely making ugly Christmas sweaters instead of like naturally organic grown you yeah. know, ugly Christmas sweaters. Um, let's see. What else do we have? I lost my place here. Oh, Christmas cards in general. Oh, total waste of time. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love people who take time to send me one, but I don't really care about it. All right? Well, when you get a Christmas card and you look at it, it says Merry Christmas from the Commons or whoever. Right. That doesn't like uh, make your day and make you happier. No. Your Kevin's handing us Christmas cards. This means a lot, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Um, uh, then uh, there's a whole subset of Christmas cards with like family updates where people are like, you know, little Johnny made the soccer team and stuff like that. Yeah. The worst. I don't really care about your kids. All right. Um, people putting pictures of their Christmas trees on social media. That right. That needs to stop. It's ridiculous. If you see one Christmas tree, you've seen them all. All right. Um, 
I would wager mine's better. But anyway. Oh, you think so? I think so. Deidre did like a really fancy Christmas tree. I mean, if you want to have a Christmas tree, y'all, we'll have a Christmas tree, y'all. <laughs> but I had nothing to do with it. Who's going to be the judge? I don't know. We'll it's not going to be your mom. We'll put her on Facebook <laughs> and see who gets the most likes. All right. <laughs> your own. My okay. wife's tree versus your wife's tree. <laughs> I don't like that uh, FedEx and UPS do the like ding dong bitch stuff like all the time this year. Right. Because everybody shops online. It bothers me gets the dog all stirred up. Uh, I hate shopping in general. I hate, that's year round. It's not Christmas specific. But Christmas, there's like extra pressure on to. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, let's see. Dirty Santa and White Elephant games. I do not like those at all. You don't like those at all? No. Okay. No, horrible. Um, have you been to any this year yet? No, but I got. Do you have a, any coming up? Yeah, I got a lot coming up. <laughs> uh, moving into the new year with no money left over after this. <laughs> That's one of my least favorite things. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All Christmas songs recorded after 1979. With the exception of uh, Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. Okay. Okay. That's a little specific, but it's true. Um, watching my kids open toys because I know I have to put them together afterwards. <laughs> Complete torture. Well, you know, at my house, we try to put the toys together before Christmas so that the kids can just wrap them, and unwrap them, and play with them like that day. Oh, yeah. Like no. immediately. To me, part of the Christmas experience is watching your dad get extremely mad <laughs> firing a screwdriver across the living room because he can't find the stuff he needs to get it all put together. Gotcha. And, you know, it being super awkward for 30 minutes or so. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's just part of life, you know? Um... Let's see, trying to act cheerful on an early Christmas morning. I just kind of tie in together. That's mm-hmm. a dovetail. Because you got to pretend to be happy. Uh, tinsel is the worst Christmas decoration. It is. It's I like agree with you there. The Tinsel's horrible. Christmas decoration. <laughs> It'll be in your house for forever. Uh, the peer pressure to be excited about Christmas is immense, and I don't like that. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Twas the Night Before Christmas poem. Really not a great poem. You really don't like Christmas. No. Um, I'm saving gift bags to use next year. I don't know. Other people may be in an economic bracket where they don't save gift bags to reuse. (laughs) But I haven't made it there yet. And we keep them in the top of the closet. So, like, all year long, like, you open up a closet, like, fall out on you and stuff. It makes me hate Christmas, like, in June. Sometimes we will ask for gift bags back, like, after we've given the gift. (laughs) Because I hate going to the store just to buy bags to stick a gift in. Yes. Um, Christmas TV specials, they're the worst, (laughs) by the way. Even Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. All of them. Everyone. (laughs) I've yet to see a Christmas TV special. I like. Until we get one. Yeah. I mean, I may have missed, like, a, you know, country music super group, Alabama Christmas and Dixie special, like, in 1984 or something. That was really amazing. Right. I'm just going off of my limited knowledge and scope here. All right. All right. Um, taking down Christmas decorations. That's another bad thing about Christmas. Um, let's see. The neighborhood, like, neighborhood peer pressure to decorate the outside of your house mm-hmm. is horrible. Um Families taking photos and matching Christmas outfits. <laughs> Except this one. Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. They're not matching. I checked you before. Um, let's see. The war on Christmas. I hate the war on Christmas. I hate the idea that there is a war on Christmas. Uh, but I also hate coffee cups that say happy holidays. <laughs> And then, um, last but not least, well, no, I got two more. Elf on a Shelf. Elf on a Shelf. Horrible. (laughs) Elf on a Shelf. And people who put antlers on their cats or dogs. Yeah. I like that. I think that's cruel. You know, if you aren't made with antlers, let's not force them to wear them. And then people who get upset about people saying happy holidays, but haven't shared the gospel with anybody all year long. That's so, a good point. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and that's it. That's all I hate about Christmas. Yeah, all right. Not too many. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, that's quite a list. Quite a list. Quite a list. Uh, normally, we close out the show that's right. with a review. Yeah. But we actually don't have any right now. Okay. All right. <laughs> but fortunately... 
uh, right here in my coat pocket. We could get like live on the air reviews right now if we wanted to. Just be like, oh, tell us what you think of this show. People like, it sucks. It's trash. You know? <laughs> what are y'all doing out here? Let's get that guy. Which guy? That guy standing right or sitting right beside you. I don't know. Hey, you in the red shirt. Come over here. <laughs> yeah, come here. <laughs> I'm sitting in the chair. Yeah. We like to end our show with reviews, but we don't have any. So we're going to ask you to review our show right here, right now, okay. on the on the podcast. All right. What do you think? Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's your review. What's your overall general impression <laughs> of what we're doing here? <laughs> I I'm not a big podcast guy, so I don't have anything oh. to really go off of. But from what I've seen, I've like thoroughly enjoyed it. I think, I think you guys are pretty funny. I, I've really All enjoyed right. some of the topics I've been talking about, the obviously the Bigfoot, yeah, different things like that. It's just very interesting. Kind of kept me intrigued the whole entire time. Okay, good. Scale of one to ten, how much of that was a lie? Like, one. Okay. All right. One. I okay. promise. You sure? Yeah, I promise. I would have lied my butt off. No. I would have just been lying like crazy. I was 100%. Okay. True. Gotcha. Right, cool. Gotcha. Yeah. So, uh, on a scale of one to five stars, what would you rate it? What would you rate us? One to five stars, what would it be? Five. Five stars. All right. And your name like is? Steven. Steven. What do you think about that blonde haired lady putting her car, uh, baby in the car right there? <laughs> you know him? Yeah. I do, I do not know. Okay. Him, All right. Just wondering. Just in case he ever listens to it, then <laughs> okay. know. I called him a blonde haired lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, there's a five star review from Steven right, right there. Thank, Thank you, Steven, for reviewing the podcast. The yeah. Nah, okay. All right. Yeah, man. <laughs> you can you can go back to the the yeah, your friends over there. You can go back to talking over there now. Right. Let's give it up for Steven, everybody. Very good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right guys um okay yeah so i'm sorry i totally derailed your segment there <laughs> no that was good that okay. was good all right uh i'll say that you know we've been talking uh in shows leading up to this yeah asking people to send in christmas confessions right because you know we, when we talk about this on the show we believe that jesus alone has the power to forgive sins sure Standard, yeah, but we might be able to get you on the nice list, right? <laughs> if I can help you out with Santa, I was thoroughly trash Christmas too. This may be all you thing, not a me thing. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, I've got them right here, and we're going to read them. And this is a bumper that I put together last night just for this segment that we're going to have this one time. Here it goes. Okay. Can anybody hear that? I, I don't. I don't hear it. This is great. There we go. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals, and a happy new year. <laughs> Here we go. Now, these are Christmas confessions that people send into the show. I totally didn't make any of these up myself. Of course not. Totally legit. <laughs> totally legit. Right. All right. Christmas confession number one. I bought and gifted fruitcakes to my parents and my in-laws, even though nobody in our family eats fruitcake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. What do you think of fruitcake? Uh, I mean, I, I, honestly, I don't hate it. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I, I don't know how to put it another way. Well, I don't like seek out fruitcake, but uh-huh. I also don't just like turn it down if somebody gives me some. Well, I don't. I, I it personally has cake in the title. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it tastes like vegetables almost. No, no, you're exaggerating. <laughs> I'm exaggerating. You've been your your perception has been clouded by the mainstream media. Maybe my grandmother's fruit cake is especially terrible and has tainted okay, me yeah. on eating other people's fruit cake. <laughs> <laughs> They're saying it is okay. Yeah, gotcha. Well, anyway. Um, we uh, what would we, we we absolve you of Christmas wrongdoing and uh, place you on the nice list. Yes, yeah, there you go. All right, this next one. I bought Christmas presents for my two-year-old while he was in the shopping cart. Now he knows there's toys in the house. He knows what he's getting and he can't play with it. <laughs> okay, that's kind of mean. Yeah, you ever done mean. that though? You ever bought yeah. toys oh, yeah. for kids when they were in the store? Yeah, absolutely. And, but then you make them wait on it. Yeah, well, like two years old, they're not going to remember. You can distract them at that age, you know? <laughs> right. Like, they'll forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, we uh, absolve you of wrongdoing and request you be placed on the nice list. All right, number three. 
At Thanksgiving this year, I passed off Sister Schubert rolls as made-from-scratch dinner rolls. I'm sorry. I'm so sick and tired of my mother-in-law's cooking being better than mine. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, everybody knows Sister Schubert. I was about to say, right? I got news for that lady. Yeah. Your family knows. Yeah. They know you you're lying. And you know they're not your there. rolls. Right. Yeah. right. <laughs> you can't roll up in there and try to pass that off. But nevertheless, we uh, resolve you of wrongdoing and request you placed on the nice list. All right. Number four. I always use a debit card for purchases. However, the one time I used cash to pay for a gift is the one time I told a Salvation Bell ringer that I didn't have any change. <laughs> That's terrible. That is bad. That's bad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that we, we can do anything about that one. You might just be left on there. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Number five? I think we're on five? Yeah, we're definitely on five. I sold my husband's favorite pair of Lucky Brand jeans to a consignment shop without him knowing about it. I don't think he'll notice, though. He has not been able to wear a size 34 waist since 2005. Did my wife send that in? I think my wife sent that okay. one in, actually. All right. Okay. But, she, but she said, yeah, I've never been in a 34 <laughs> since I was in, I don't know, third grade. So. <laughs> Good point. All right, number six. My cousin's children are horrible little nightmares. That's why this year I bought them each a 450-piece Lego set minus 50 random pieces. They will never be complete. I respect that move. <laughs> totally. Totally respect it. That's very good. We request you, uh, we, we absolve you of your Christmas wrongdoing and uh, place you on the nice list. Uh-oh, man, this one. <laughs> Check this out. Our church misplaced the baby Jesus for the nativity scene, so we sawed off a shepherd's arms and legs, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and placed him in the manger. <laughs> you can do that, right? Sure. Yeah, that's a thought that counts. Right? <laughs> as, long as, as long as you got enough swaddling clothes there. Sure. Yeah. That's the thought that counts. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, golly. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, can you read this one? <laughs> Let me see it. Uh, no, not not gonna read that one. No. If you want, if you want that one, we'll we'll tell you later. We'll put that in a Patreon. <laughs> okay. That's the next one, one here. <laughs> next one. I was in a hurry to get home and wrap wrap gifts before my children came home from school. Plus, it was raining, so I left a shopping cart in a handicapped space and not in a cart return. Nope. We cannot do nothing for you. That's terrible. We absolve you of nothing, yeah. and we hope you're in the naughty list because that's horrible. Yes, right. You're the <laughs> dregs of society. All right. Uh, this next one, I don't even know what number we're on. I don't either. My neighbor's dog wouldn't quit barking one night, so I fed it peanut butter. I later learned that my neighbor had a mild peanut allergy. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's fine. It's a mild allergy. <laughs> yeah. We absolve you of Christmas wrongdoing and uh, place you on the nice list. And then last but not least, I spoiled the ending of Stranger Things Season 3 for my brother simply because he ate the last zebra cake. That's not so bad. That's not bad. <laughs> well, anyway, we uh, we yeah, absolve a, you of Christmas wrongdoing and place you on the nice list there, too. Yeah. Very good. Well, I guess that's our show. I think we're done. Yeah, uh, we can go we got, glad hand all these people, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. We got, I was about to say, we got some thanks to, we, well, I would like to thank Jeff and uh, SD Allen Ministries for sure. hosting us for this show. Absolutely. Uh, if anyone hasn't donated yet or would like to donate, uh, you can donate online. Their website is sdallen.org. Mm -hmm. uh, we personally are a big believer in what they're doing here and trying to get children off the floor and get them in a, a bed. Right. And uh, it's just, it's a, it's a need that I honestly didn't know was as pre prevalent as it is. Yes. But it is. And, you know, we support what they do. We hope that you will, too. And we appreciate them hosting us today. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We got jalapenos. Who was jalapenos. Yes. Uh, we've been promising food for what? A month now, yeah, two months. Right. Yeah. And the Lord provided. <laughs> the Lord provided. I was just going to make some peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> and bring them up here. So that worked out really well. Yeah, so big thanks to Jalapeno's Mexican Grill. They And I'm not just saying this because they saved you know, the day on this, but yeah, no. seriously, uh, yeah, really when it comes like to Mexican it. food, that's one of our – that may be our top choice. It's yeah. really, really good. Sure. 
And then uh, Brandon and Cajun Curl. Squirrel in the curl. <laughs> who's been supporting us for almost since we started this yeah. show. So we really appreciate uh, Cajun Curl he for everything that they He early on, and he doesn't get <laughs> enough credit for that. Yeah. Yes. He hits his star to this wagon, yeah. you know, which says a lot about Brandon. I don't know positively <laughs> or negatively. Everyone can make their own determination. But we appreciate him. We That's appreciate right. him being here and demoing his chips and yep. uh, and everything he does for our show as well. That's right. Uh, if you would like to p- help us out, uh, you can leave us a review. Absolutely. Because currently we don't have any, so next show we're not going to have anything to talk about. That's fine. Unless we're going to get uh, Steven. We can call Steven That's up fine. on the phone and get him to review us again. I bug you every week, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, I guess that's it. You got anything else you want to say? No, no. Well, hold on. Where's my, where's my outro? About one more review. Oh, you gonna give? You gonna give us a review? Listener number one. I've been meaning to call. Oh, come up here and come up here and get in the mic. Yeah. (laughs) I'm super nervous about this. By the way. (laughs) (laughs) I've been meaning to call, but I've. uh, I don't know. I just haven't because I'm because I'm lazy. Okay, but anyway, I would like to say, out of all of the podcasts I've listened to, this this is the only one I've actually really enjoyed. Okay, okay. How and, many uh, podcasts have you listened to? I listen to like three or four, and and, and your brother, your big brothers, is your favorite. Honestly, they just bore me. In, okay, right? well that speaks volumes. Uh, wow. I would just like to rate it five out of five, and on a completely on a completely unrelated note. When the zombie apocalypse starts, yeah, which we I, all know it will eventually. I, I would like to vote the stay, staying alive to be the new national anthem. Okay, all okay, right. There all right, go. gotcha. I like it. <laughs> Brad Sullivan, ladies and gentlemen, yes, Thank you. a scholar and a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> um, hang on. I didn't have my outro ready, oh, so but it's ready now. It's amateur so hour. Here we go. I know. Goodness <laughs> gracious. We thank you so much for listening to Earth Audio Podcast, and we was it. No matter where you get it, <laughs> just keep going. Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Castbox, Spotify, iHeartRadio. We're on in the all. parking lot of a in warehouse on Seventeenth Street. There it <laughs> yes. goes. Yes. If you would like to write into the show, we are Earth Oddity at PlanetMail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. Yep. Sometimes we post pictures on Instagram. <laughs> Every once in a while. Every now and again. You can check those out, underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. Yes. Uh, you can join our Facebook group. We never, we don't, you know, bump that enough. No, we don't. Hey, right. join our Facebook group. A lot of fun. You can leave us a review. As we've mentioned earlier, that helps us out. Yeah. And we have a super boring phone number that doesn't spell out anything. What's that <laughs> phone number? 662-493-2059. 662-493-2050. Call in and leave us a review. That's right. <laughs> Especially you, Stephen. I'm looking at you. <laughs> we hope everyone out there has an excellent week and a very, very, Merry Christmas. That's right. For the Fringe Radio Network, we're Earth Oddity and we're signing off. Love y'all. Bye. Oh. <laughs> This is doing a very odd production. Oh, it's Thanks it's for <laughs> I always forget she's on here like that long. Yeah, I usually do too. Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> this says uh, Celeste Reiner on the back, just in case you need it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>